Blackout Roundtable. Uh, wow, another week where I didn't think about how we were going to start this. Um, why is my reflection someone I don't know? All right. <laughs> Not the remix. <laughs> I was trying to make it jazzy. <laughs> I just said none of that. <laughs> With the beat? That was supposed to be jazz? It was, I said jazzy. <laughs> jazz inspired? <laughs> That's supposed to be Okay. So, since you got your degree and you know everything. <laughs> okay, what a beautiful start to the show. Oh, this has set the tone, I'll tell you that. Oh. Wow. Well, I don't know about these other haters in here, but we are certainly happy to be back for another oh. episode of Black Girl Roundtable. I know the listeners appreciate me and my musical interludes. I'm sure y'all do. Bless your heart. I am the artist formerly known as Dana. <laughs> I'm Jelena. And I'm Asha. And this is the 50th episode of Black Girl Roundtable. <laughs> that don't even sound right. Huzzah. Come on, we done done this Look shit at 50 us. times? Right. Uh, well, we're certainly just so excited whether you are new to the show, whether you are a more seasoned listener. Um, we're just really glad to have you here. Have you tuned in? Thank you for soldiering through us as we kind of figured out what the hell we're doing. Um, without further delay, we're going to get right into what we normally do and start off with what's trending. So as soon as we shut down last week, everybody and their mom just decided that they wanted to to have a, a major life change. And so we're going to try and cram in as many of these as makes sense. Um, let's start off with um breakup season um so in a shocking turn of events for the beginning of cuffing season there have been a lot of celebrity breakups um joe jonas and his uh soon-to-be ex-wife sophie turner announced that they had filed for divorce um remy ma and papoose allegedly split due to cheating allegations um it was announced that jeezy um allegedly filed for divorce from tv host Jeannie mai and Tiana Taylor confirmed her split with Iman Schumpert. 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 Don't make it fancy. It is very like it is what it's Schumpert. Okay, I didn't want to mispronounce it. Um, with with that man, um, with Junie's dad. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, we can dive into these individually. Um, so let's start off with with Joe Jonas and with Sophie Turner. What do we think about this breakup? I feel like something crazy is about to come out about them because they were all like lovey-dovey. And then like two days later, he was like, uh, nope, we done. So I'm like, what, ha what happened? Yeah, for me, Joe? it just seemed really, I mean, their whole relationship, honestly, from beginning to end, to me, just seemed very random, like yeah. from start to beginning. I just think the Jonas Brothers, like besides like, Kevin Jonas, I think they just have like very random marriages that it's like, where they did do. this come from? No shade, but it's just like, okay. And yeah. so when him yeah. and Sophie Turner got married, at first I was like, oh, it's a 
odd pairing. They just didn't seem like they kind of fit. But you know, you know, I don't know these people to each his own. Right. But in my mind, I'm like, they just don't seem like they fit. But you know, and even now, it seemed as though I literally just saw a picture of them, like you said, two days before they had announced. And so when I saw it, I was like, didn't we just have, like see them like hand in hand, like at yes. like some kind of like New York or somebody's fashion week or something? Like, and now granted, you don't have to be, you don't have to be like hating like whoever you're getting a divorce with. Sometimes it's just like before we hate mm-hmm. each other, let's get divorced. That's true. Um, so, you know, it could be to where they were like, we'll announce it later, but until then, let's just keep doing like the things that we've been doing. Public appearances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Public- public appearances and then like we'll announce when like we're done with the stuff right and so that could very well very well must be it i know that you know they're going through like the whole custody thing right now uh which again i've learned i'm learning from like actual lawyers on tiktok and outside that um you can sue your partner for like child support and everything and still be on like very good terms with them which to me is a little bit like oh really but you can and so I don't know if they're on bad terms. I just think that they are trying to figure out, they have opposing views on how they want to co-parent and kind of play this whole divorce thing out is what it sounds like. But I was like, oh, that's kind of sad. But like, they were kind of random to begin with. So, you know, God bless them and their kids, I guess. Agreed. I just feel like um, this is one of those ones where I don't want to say too much because we don't really know much exactly. and and honestly i do hope they continue to keep it private but quiet as it's kept i just feel like the streets have talked about how joe jonas is not really like the greatest person for a very long time mm-hmm. um and i felt like the way that they got married was just very like let's just do it um and also she is significantly younger than him yeah. mm-hmm. which you know mm-hmm. has been a, a huge conversation online we've talked about it i don't feel the need to completely rehash it but you know that um people t- if you are below 25 right now let me tell you something that frontal uh lobe development that kicks in between like 24 23 and a half to 26 yeah game changer light years away you yeah. be looking back like how am i even alive right exactly. now exactly so for her to be married so young and have two children and she just turned 25 like she's probably reevaluating a lot of things in her life right now. I think there's some things you tolerate at like 22, 23 to 25 that I think at like 20, let's just put it out there like 28, 27, 30s, you just simply don't tolerate. And it's not like a, I'm not doing it. It's just like a, yeah, I don't do this. And so it's, it's you, you date differently. You, handle situations and relationships differently um so it could be you know just knowing how things work out and some people have been married since they were whatever like we have happy marriages and i'm not about to you know put a you know surveillance camera in your homes to prove you wrong but like you know you know it kind of is what it is yeah, I'm like the the cynical person in me is like I'm really hoping it's not like you were saying like because they have such an age difference, it's not a control thing on his end. Like now that she kind of like like you said like she's coming to not coming to terms with things, but like her perspective on life is changing. So now he's like losing some leverage in the situation. I'm like I hope it's not something 
of that sort which is causing all of this because i like to think of the jonas brothers as the nice pristine boys that they have always been <laughs> but people change and like you said we don't know these people so right and Joe's always been of the three right. Joe's always the one where i'm just like yeah <laughs> if happening. it was anybody it was gonna be you <laughs> mm-hmm. but um now some comes about comes out about nick i'm falling i i would tell to know i would be on this floor i will be devastated hitting the ground literally ain't nobody told me nothing <laughs> what i, I don't believe mm-hmm. you but we will keep an eye on it. And I know that she really also wanted to go back to like England and did not really prefer America. So I think that mm-hmm. I'm like, take me with you, girl. I don't <laughs> know about England, but you know, I go somewhere. Look, just get me across the across the water. I'll figure it out. I again, England has always been like a bucket list destination to visit, but like, I don't know if I can have beans on toast for breakfast, like on the regular. But no, you, you got a king with the Nigerians and you, the UK, and then you'll be fine. That's fine. Yes, yeah, I'll, I'll find you know I'll find the the BIPOC folk. But even like the the tea culture, like I like tea, but not enough to be like we having tea for breakfast, lunch, and like tea don't go with every meal. Oh, you know I could. And the UK, they be like, I beg to differ. I just can't imagine sitting down with like you know a soup and a sandwich for lunch and be like, you know what this needs some tea i need some Uh, earl gray girl right (laughs) not an iced tea iced tea is blasphemy iced tea iced tea goes with everything iced tea breakfast lunch and dinner iced tea for breakfast if you ask for an iced tea over there they probably will punch you in your throat like what is that not a thing over there it's not a thing what i believe like i I, like i don't think it's a thing over there a lot of countries like like european and other countries don't ice in a beverage is not a thing like that is a very american thing air conditioning is a very american thing that i knew yeah so yeah like all the little luxuries we have you gonna go over there and be like yeah they will give you a if you ask for it they will give you a cup of ice ice if you ask because they know that that's how americans typically like to drink their drinks but you won't actually they won't give you i don't want us like i know for i know ice water isn't that good for you allegedly but fuck that Give me my cup of ice water. It's not, but I want it anyway. Be happy I'm drinking the water. Literally. <laughs> but yeah. I'm doing and it. I'm not like having steak for dinner in a cup of tea. Cup of tea. You want a cup of Earl Grey with this? Oh, I can do Sorry, I could do it. Listen, I'm going to eat this Salisbury steak and a cup of tea. Sounds wonderful. A burger and a cup, cup of, tea. of tea. I can't. What? Shout out to the UK listeners. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta talk me through this. I was like a cup of tea with milk in it. Like I can't eat steak and then have something with milk. See, in I couldn't it. do. Not. I can't do the milk piece. The milk piece if it's it with a with a with something that's not like breakfast or like a pastry or something like yeah. that. I do like milk tea in the morning. That's the morning, fine. Um, but... With a, a with a biscuit or what do they call it? A scone with yeah. scone and jam. Yes, because a biscuit is a completely different thing. Right. A cookie. Biscuit is a cookie. Mm-hmm. So, I, people, I really just would like to go back in time and be like, who changed the words and or implemented new ones? Because why Why <laughs> would you do this? We changed it. And if anything, I think we started calling biscuits cookies. We did. We did. <laughs> we still. did. It's us. It's, it's the definitely America. It's America did that one, but still. 
Sometimes I be listening to Shits and Gigs podcast and I be like, what did he say? Yes. (laughs) I did not catch that. What is that word? I mean, I be on Google like, wait. Like what the Brit jumped right on out of you, James, because what did you say? (laughs) Well, mm, well, we'll see. Good luck to both of them. Um, Running on Papoose, I mean, not too much to say there, but if it's true, I'm just sad. I am sad about that one because it seemed like one, like, they have branded themselves as, like, you know, that, like, New York, Bronx, you know, perfect couple. And, you know, they was, like, he was super duper loyal to her while she was locked up. And, I mean, if if the allegations are true, I will be very, like, very upset. Um, I'll also be very shocked. Yeah, I'm just, I'm actually, like, just, like, really surprised. It's, it's, and it's more so like, A, I guess I would be shocked that she cheated on him in general, but it's who she cheated, they're saying she's cheating with, that I'm like, Wait, what? who is it? It's a 25-year-old battle rapper. Um, his name is like Easy to Block or something like that. I might be saying his, might be the wrong name, but it's something along the line, something to block. Mm-hmm. But he's 25, and I'm like you can't tell like this is not like the math is not math for you to tell Ooh. me that Remy Ma with Cheeto Papoose with some up and coming no no Rap offense somebody. to this man nobody yeah. rapper like it's not making sense to me now I would agree with what both of you said I would be very disappointed if this is true um but why I would not be surprised and while and why I keep saying not too much on Remy is because if the roles were reversed they would expect her to stay. And Papoose was cheating on Remy Ma with some 25-year-old up-and-coming battle rap nobody. Nobody would blink an eye at who it was, and nobody would blink an eye that he cheated. Even if it was a situation where Pap got locked up and Remy held him down and got out and then cheated on her, people would probably be like, oh man, that's messed up, but people would not be up in arms like they are now. So I am very disappointed in Remy. If that's true, I do not condone cheating on any level. But as I always say, as we always say, keep that same Mm -hmm. energy. And that's all I have to say about the whole situation. I hope that this is not true. But if it is, conduct yourself accordingly. Exactly. If you ain't have no smoke for for Jay-Z... Not, not too much on Remy Ma. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say this. I think this is across the board with the age of social media and just where we are right now in terms of just like media in general. I don't think it's super smart to cheat, particularly if you are somebody, an influencer, celebrity, like reality TV star, whatever, like. It's not like super smart to cheat on both ends. It's because I feel like the people that you cheat with, if they have no loyalty to you, then they can tell all your business and they don't really. They don't care. They don't care. And I'm going to just leave. Like, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, I'm I'm just just not going to say. That type of public embarrassment, I can't deal with that. Because if you cheat on me publicly and I'm like publicly humiliated, we talked about, and when we did our little quiz last week about I seek revenge, that yeah. is, that, that's the time that I would act. Now I have to go date your father because why would right. you do Truly, this? Now I have, <laughs> not only do, do I have to date your father, I have to give you 
a little brother. Well, yeah, I'm gonna give you a sibling. You're gonna be my stepson mm-hmm. now. And we're and I'm gonna buy us all matching sweaters for the Christmas card. That's either the type of crazy I am. Either that or your brother. Your brother. Yeah. If it's your brother, I'm gonna like have twins, and then we're gonna give one of them your middle name. Your first name will be their middle name. <laughs> we named the baby after you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we're gonna get married on like the anniversary of our anniversary. That's gonna be my new anniversary with your brother. Oh, you better than me because I was choosing your birth- choosing his birthday. That's a great one too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, your birthday. You have to go to a wedding on your birthday. Either that, or no one else. No one's gonna be there. Or no one's gonna be at your event. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but did you date his brother? I have no clue what you're talking about. What dated what? And I would look your like if you tried to call me out in front of your brother too, I would ooh talk about gaslight. Any straight men listening to this now are probably like, "This is crazy." I know. I know. First of all, all the things we're saying is very tame in comparison to what it could we could have said, or what I've heard people do. Exactly. I just yeah. So I just I don't understand why people still cheat in like 2023. Like, just either break up or find somebody that is okay with like polyamory or open relationships. Like, right. And that's becoming more and more accepting. Now, again, another topic for another day. A lot of y'all don't want polyamory. You want polygamy. You want polygamy. You want again. Open open up your leapfrog learning pads. Those are different (laughs) words. Different words. Yeah. Those mean different. Those mean different things. Very different things. Poly can mean a whole bunch of stuff. It's just a prefix, suffix, prefix. But the root. But y'all want to y'all wanted to come for that teacher talking about y'all on the fourth grade level. But okay, polyamory and and polygamist, are, yeah. And I think sometimes y'all be y'all hear the poly part and you'll think, oh, I want to do that because yep. you want to fuck on just extra everybody. People. Yep. That's not how any of this works. Have you seen the Reddit one where it's like one of those Reddit, you know? Am I the asshole stories where the husband wanted to open up the marriage so the wife said okay and then like her <laughs> her open marriage boyfriend wound up being his boss and he was like I want to close the marriage and oh she was God. like nope <laughs> she said I remember the one where he had said he wanted to open the marriage because him and his his uh, co-worker were sneaking around and she said okay so what she finally did I don't know if it was true or not or someone made it up but homegirl the 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 um coworkers are fucking with him and she got herself subdued dick and he's like I wanna throw up now and it's like <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get. It's your oh, fault. Well. It is your fault. Right. Uh okay. Well Good luck to everybody involved. Um, the last two we had here in, in breakup season were Jeannie Mai and Jeezy and Tiana Taylor and Iman. Um, I wanted to, I guess we'll start with Tiana Taylor and Iman, just because I feel like they handled this, I think, the way everybody should handle their breakups. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 10 yes, out yes. of 10, no notes. Yes. I'm very sad that they're they're the yeah divorce. I'm assuming divorcing. They just are separated right now, but I'm gonna assume a divorce is following. Cause I, I don't know if you watched like their reality show, but I enjoyed them as a me couple. too. So I'm just like, oh, I think they're a great couple, and those babies are so cute. Yes. But if it's gotta end, I think they've right. done it so well. Exactly, but 
And you know, an end now doesn't necessarily mean like an end forever, but you yeah, that's know. true. That's true. But you know, it's it's just sometimes it's like okay, like we were young, we got together, we have very different like motives and paths now, but we have two kids together and we still have a lot of love for each other. I think is what what I'm getting is at like we're still like the best of friends. We still care a lot for each other. Right now, it's just not a good time for us, and you know. We're going to just do the kid thing, do the parent thing and the the co-parenting thing and, you know, move on from there. And that's not really none of you all's business. And you know what? I agree. And I think that's real. I'm 100% there. As for Jeannie Mai and Jeezy, you know, it's never great for a marriage to end. I don't wish ill on anybody. And I think some of y'all who are like... Oh, I do wish ill on some people. Sorry. Oh, you know, you're right. You're right. I'm you're sorry. Correct. In this situation, I'm not saying like I wished it to happen, but I'm like, ha ha, that's what you get. Yeah. I just feel like people are like fire and brimstone on Jeannie Mai. And I'm like, it's not all that. But do I think you stepped into a minefield? Yeah. Like, and now you have to deal with that because I actually really respected her for the way she ended her marriage with her first husband if you guys were watchers of the real I was kind of casually but once Tamar left I was kind of not invested um so like I I I respected how she handled that situation with her ex-husband she was very adamant about the fact that she didn't want kids he he wanted kids he changed his mind which I feel like was you know it happens but it was unfair to her because she was very clear about that and they broke up totally get that respect that um but I feel like Jeezy finessed her and we all watched her get finesse and he was spitting game to you and and doing what niggas do and you as somebody who very publicly continuously fetishized you know rappers and you know that whole yeah black men in general and just that lifestyle of being like a rapper's wife or girlfriend and kind of I don't know I'm not gonna mm, no I am gonna say that I feel like she kind of intentionally tried to present like she elevated him in a way um and when he was done with you he's done with you so yeah I think to me because it was just it seemed like it was so abrupt and it seemed as though like she was the one that had like no idea that it was going on um I'm gonna give my little like theory obviously again disclaimer we have we don't know these people right we don't know these people um but from what it looks like it's one of those things that's too like Jeezy, believe it or not, has been famous and rich for a very long time. Um, and like you said, Dana, I think that um, Jenny um, Mai probably thought that she was in some ways elevating him without really understanding his full story and his full scope of uh, influence in America, I will say. I think they both thought they were getting something out of it that they didn't. I think for Jeezy, I think he genuinely just wanted like companionship and somebody, I'm just being honest. I think he wanted like a wife and like a cute little thing, Asian thing on his arm. I think, but like companionship with that and someone who was like kind of more like on his level with that. Like he didn't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not, because she already had her own platform, already had her own following. It kind of gave that, right? On the flip side, I think that Jenny, like, wanted, like, the same thing. I think she wanted something different from what she was used to dating. Um, And 
this really smooth, like, black guy came around, showed interest, and she kind of fell head over heels for the persona that is, like, Young Jeezy. Because, like, let's keep it a real, like, Young, Young Jeezy is not ugly by any stretch of the imagination. Now, is he, like, my cup of tea? No. But I understand, like, the attractiveness to, like, to Young Jeezy. I, I understand. So... I say that to say, I think that sometimes when people's intentions are more in terms of fantasy and passion versus like actual like love and understanding of the person and who they are and what they've been through, I think it's a bright flame that fizzles out a lot sooner than most people realize. Um, Whether that's divorce or not, some people just don't fuck with their partners no more like even if they're together for a long time i I think both of you summed it up like but i really feel like at the, at the end of the day she got finesse but jeezy also signed up for something that he didn't know what he was getting himself into and that's what yes. happens when you marry people that you don't really know just putting that and they got married fast they got married fast and yeah. they got married during the pandemic so that probably mm-hmm. didn't help anything anyway but like, her, right after her pregnancy she got right. pregnant first and had the baby and then they got and they, married right and so with all of that but I, I don't know if it was while this was happening or before they announced their divorce i can't remember but she was just like there was pretty much like parts of her that like she thought was normal and then he kind of like came at her like who the who are you talking to like you gotta nip that in the bud real quick and she just was like oh I never no one's ever talked to me like this or no one's ever like kind of like called you out called her out on her bs <laughs> and no one ever called him out on his bs so like putting them two people together what do you think is about to happen yeah. but at the same time she also like you said was so caught up in this I'm dating a rapper I'm dating a black man he gave me homework on our first date and told me to do that. Would have been my red flag I'm leaving right now. Right? That would have been my Man. story. How we I'm met. leaving right now. Like, no homework. What do you mean homework? To me, that would have been like, did you like remember we went out on that one date with Young Jeezy? Oh yeah, this is how it ended. Yeah, that would have been a funny story. Like that would have been like a word of warning story. I told my children, like don't exactly. date like this. Not that's how your daddy pulled me and how I stayed with him for three years. Like what? He told me to do homework. Get out of here, and sir. I, I have a talk what, show. The homework could have been something to elevate me in life and look repair my I'm credit. Whatever it could have been, but you're not giving me homework on a first. That's crazy. I'm an Emmy award winning talk show host. Like get the fuck out of here. Exactly. Also, it's like you know, you know me. I hate niggas that try to stun you. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Exactly. exactly. So I'm thinking. She was going in thinking he was going to be one way. Oh, I got like a reformed thug. He's so educated and he's going to do this. But you forgot the man is probably not the most emotionally intelligent. And then you got her who, I'm sorry, her previous marriage seemed a little icy, a little cold. So you've thrown that into that. And he's expecting you to be this doting housewife and mother. And you're probably not that. Yeah. Um, let's shift away from the um celeb breakups and i don't want us to run too too over on time today so let's pick one of these topics do you want to talk about erica mena and her love and hip-hop update or do we want to talk about the swifties losing their everlasting mind a game let's talk about the swifties but erica mena you're not slick uh because um 
Mona Scott said she actually won't lie on me and my um show and I will give you the receipts. So there um, it is. Hee hee ha ha, let's move on. That's all I'm going to really say. Yeah, literally. But also, Mona, you're not slick because Erica should have been fired way before the episode came out. And the episode should have never aired if y'all cared about racism and colorism so much. You shouldn't have never platformed that bullshit. So other black women had to be, you know, catching strays through Erica Mena online. But anyway... Um, yeah, that's, that's why Safari about... leaves your ass and it's still wearing them god awful outfits. Right. So. To be left by Safari is just crazy. What? Now I don't feel bad for you. Oh, well. The FBI couldn't get that information out of me. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and move on to talk about the um, Taylor Swift's fans and how y'all have just lost it. So I have to give the disclaimer that while. Taylor Swift is not my favorite person and she needs to watch her affiliations with racist and I'll leave it at that. Um, I overall, she doesn't bother me. And I think we're in agreement with that. Not a fan, but the girls yeah. got a couple of songs. She can write yeah. a tune. Like she don't, she yeah. don't bother me none. Yeah, she okay. Well, <laughs> don't let the Swifties hear us say that because child, they disagree. The internet has been a blaze with Taylor Swift fans comparing her concert to Beyonce's concert, saying that Taylor Swift is just as big, if not a bigger artist than Beyonce, noting that Taylor has won Album of the Year at the Grammys several times, whereas Beyonce has been robbed of that award multiple times. And the latest update in the land of, you know, Swift is that they are now saying that she is as big of an artist and or the next Michael Jackson. So where do we begin to start to unpack these delusions? I just, I just want to say, like we said, she not bad, but like I, I have ended up on eras, TikTok eras tour TikTok. And I've- It's unavoidable. Yeah, yeah. And I've obviously been on Renaissance tour TikTok what are y'all looking at i just really like i'm i'm confused. i'm trying to see it i'm trying to see because i'm not i'm never going to discredit like you said dis- discredit the woman for her songwriting abilities and her sing like she's good but it's two we are looking at two different levels of performance and i'm not trying on both on beyonce's level and michael jackson's level also like have you seen the way people react when Beyonce and Michael Jackson hit a stage? Like, I'm not seeing the same. Like, people was pa- Michael stood there, people passing out hysterics. There is a a very specific population that is like hitting the ground. Are you si- when I- Taylor Swift? They are just falling wish- out when she hits the stage. Now, would it be me? Could it be me? Um, and I'm not even like, and we do always like, not even always, but like, it's not the, because like Michael Jackson and Beyonce's music is just like deeply rooted in like our culture and who we, you know, how we grew up as black Americans. Like there are other artists where I'm like, again, probably wouldn't be me, but like the way people go up for Celine Dion, I get it. I get it. 
It's not right. me, but I get I it. If people it. like, if people are passing out at Celine Dion concerts or once upon a time they were doing that or for like share, even yes. Ma- like, I don't Dumb. get the yeah. whole Madonna thing, but I understand that level of stardom. I get it. And I'm not even saying Taylor Swift will never be there because I do think she will. But at this moment, do I feel like she is like, Oh, oh, worth like throwing up and vomiting and hitting the ground. I d- and you just said something and it made me think of it. It's just like, why must y'all compare her? And this, and I might be making it a thing and it might not be a thing, but why do much, why do your people insist on comparing her to only black artists? Cause you just named a couple of people that she could be compared like, to. You could say Madonna, you could say Cher, you could say, all these. why are y'all not comparing her to people that's in her realm? She don't even make music mean, remotely close to what they like Michael Jackson and Beyonce are doing so why are you what stay in stay in your lane over here she yes. can be great over is, there I would, I would tell you you were wrong if you compared to talking Elton John who like wrote his own music performed on mm-hmm. the piano and had a very big following I would prefer you compare her to an Elton John I would still tell you that you were wrong You're crazy as hell. because there's no one else like Elton John again but I would hear you out Right. But I would hear you out. Why are you not like Patrick like an Elton John or like a Billy Joel? I don't understand. Like, there are people who made, who had hits, hits on hits on hits, sold out studios who are not Michael Jackson or Beyonce. So I don't, under, I don't understand why. And again, let's look at the scope of work that Michael Jackson did compared to Taylor Swift. Let's, let, let's just look at it in terms of the cultural impact. Michael Jackson had folks like Usher, Justin Timberlake, Chris Brown, whoever you have you, boy bands, literally breaking their necks to do the same dance moves as he did, who tried to connect to that same sound, who worked with producers, the same producers that Michael Jackson worked with, who wrote songs just praying, shitting and throwing up that they would have Michael Jackson listen to it, Pharrell. The reason why we love Justified so much is because Justified... Every single song on that album is a Michael Jackson reject track. And that is why that album slaps the way it does. That's why that album slaps the way it is. Pharrell wrote all that shit for Michael Jackson. And when you listen to that album, you hear it. Usher was... Usher is literally Michael Jackson's protege. Michael Jackson has lineage in this thing, lineage. And the reason why people be, the reason why people compare, excuse me, Beyonce to Michael Jackson because they had they have one the same grandiose following, the same type of music and the same artistry. Taylor Swift try her best is not a dancer. She's not a dancer. At all. And that's, okay. and that's okay. And I and I wish you would stop dancing, girl. Get in front of that uh, in front of that that mic with that guitar and strum along, girl. That's what you. you I don't even mind if Taylor, if Taylor wants to pop her back to shake it off and do whatever she does, do it. I don't mind it. Live your life. But what we're not going to do is compare that. And that's. To the technical ability and skill of Michael Jackson and Beyonce Giselle Knows Carter. We're just not going to do We're that. Just not and to be do able it. to sustain the vocals that now a conversation we can have in some time 
And I, I do, I'm not, I'm not one of those crazy Beyonce fans where I'm like, oh, Beyonce is a better performer than Michael Jackson. I'm never going to say that. It's not true. But there is a conversation to be had about vocal ability while dancing versus, you know, other things. That's a fair conversation to have. Michael Jackson never perpetrated to be the strongest vocalist. And Beyonce's got him in that regard. Argue with your mother. You're never going to be able to. Nobody's touching Beyonce's vocals and nobody's touching her vocals while singing, while dancing from Beyonce. There's there's never going to be another. Sorry. There's, there won't be another. And like, again, if you put, if you just were to side by side, put on a Taylor Swift tour video versus a Michael Jackson and Beyonce tour video, the caliber of dancing and performing and showmanship that Beyonce and Michael doesn't have, Taylor Swift simply does not have it, and that's okay. And people talk about her voice, all like that. Taylor Swift ain't the best singer neither. Y'all be y'all give a lot to Taylor Swift because she's a blonde white girl who's seemingly nice to y'all. And she's um, fake nice. Like like Dana said earlier, you keep aligning yeah. yourself with these questionable ass characters. And people keep right. looking past it, like you said, because she a blonde white woman who can smile and play a guitar. Yep. <laughs> it's I, I just I don't I don't understand why we're doing this. And I think you really hit it earlier. Like, why does it have to be Beyonce and Michael Jackson? Because it sounds cr- like the fact that we even have to acknowledge this is crazy. It's and it's so, so and I just feel like y'all do your fave dirty with that because if we were just having a conversation about what I as a non-Taylor Swift fan have seen of the Eras tour, I think for that girl to be as young as she is, to have had because I do think the country music industry did a lot on Taylor unnecessarily. I remember when they mm-hmm. bullied her out of country and I felt like that was unfair because I liked Taylor's country music. Yeah, when she first came out, I was a T a T Swift fan. She was cool. And as somebody me. who's not listening to country music, I was listening to to Fearless and whatever that other one yeah. was. Like Love Story was my shit. Well, you belong um, with me. I put it on I mean, right now. I'm singing my heart out. I don't care. You're on the phone with your girlfriend. You're upset. Like, <laughs> what? She, that was my song. Okay, but again, when we're doing side by side, and it's unfair to Taylor because Beyonce has more skin in the game. What was happening when "You Belong with Me" came out? Single ladies, a cultural reset. Please be so fucking serious. What you gonna compare to single ladies? Bad blood. Yeah, and that came out a while after, and it was just fine. Again, it's it's very much racism at its finest. Shake it off. Is that your comparison? If we going track for track, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. Y'all will because I I guarantee you, if somebody was to say Taylor Swift is uh better than Britney Britney Spears, the 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 universe would explode. Or better than Lady Gaga, they would lose. Oh my their gosh! How are you not comparing her to Lady? They, they would dox you in two seconds. The monsters would actually probably the, the monsters are going to dox you. They're going to come up, come from. They're going to find you and get you up. The girls, the gays, and the days and the monster crew are lighting right. you up, and rightfully so because that's not that's true. That's not true, true. right? But Lady still. Gaga is that bitch because again, dancing vocals songwriting artistry production and it's again it's just unfair because i don't i don't think that's a fair comparison and again 
I'm literally irritated at y'all that y'all got me defending this rich, white, blonde hair, blue eyed woman. But Taylor Swift doesn't need to be compared to any of those people. She does what she does and she does it well. I think there were some very nice little moments from the Eras tour. I liked that little thing where she jumped in the the hole and it was like the little swimmy thing. Like that was cute. You know, I think that she, and I think that the tour is a very strong testament to the catalog that she has developed in such a short career. Good for you. Get your coin, do your thing. But you're not, and you're never going to be Beyonce or Michael Jackson. I have a theory. I just thought about this. And I might be crazy, but I feel like all of this is because people, mainly white people, have not, not even say, well, yes, have not gotten over the, I'm going to let y'all finish, but Beyonce had the greatest album all time moment. They not letting that go. And they not blame, like, yes, they still mad at Kanye. But they still blaming Beyonce as if she had something to do with that moment. I that's how I feel. Like they just like she because that happened because she was involved. Now we got to prove a point. I see your point, and I will also add that I think that Taylor Swift would not be nearly as famous as she is right now without that moment. And while Kanye was dead wrong for what he did and how he said it. He was correct. There was no reason that the You Belong With Me music video should have beat single ladies at the VMAs that year. And that is a fact. Because the fact that Beyonce and the dancers recorded that whole video in one take and Beyonce directed the video while she was singing and dancing, please. And I like the You Belong With Me. I love the You Belong With Me video. Super cute. It was... I was in high school when that song came exactly. out. It was super cute. And if you grew up in white suburbia like we did, it was very applicable to what was happening. I remember being in my bathroom, like recording a video to the song, like just again, white suburbia. But yes, like again, not saying it wasn't a good song, not saying it wasn't a good video, but and however, you can't compete where you don't compare. <laughs> over there with your bullshit and again i don't want to have to agree with kanye west on anything (laughs) but this even at that listen he was right he was correct y'all really gonna sit up here and say that beyonce didn't deserve to win and how do you win video of the year but you don't win best female music video explain that to me yeah, y'all continuously play in Beyonce's face and try to compare to these literal children. Not saying that I, I'm Taylor Swift was like I think like thirty now, but still like either way. Can you compare to Beyonce since fifteen of my stilettos been strutting this game? You are a child. Yeah. Okay. In the words of Nicki Minaj, all these bitches is my sons. And my sons, pretty much. Oh, we didn't talk about Nicki Minaj and uh, Mr. Petty. Do better. I don't. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Do better and related but slightly unrelated offset. You are a funny motherfucker. I, for that Bobby I interview, stand. and that's what she, and that's what she deserves for real, for real. Honestly, and that's what it is, Nikki. You're tarnishing your legacy. Please. Only you could prevent forest fires. <laughs> <laughs> just please stop. <laughs> I just want please. you to stop. 
That might have to be the episode name. Only you can prevent force fires. You can prevent force fires. Only you can stop it at this point. Like, what are we doing? I can't want it for you. Mm. All right. Well, I think that's a great place for us to wrap up what's trending. We're going to take a short break and we will be back with the 50th something you need to hear. Editing data, putting some explosions. I always chuckle when I add those while I'm editing. It makes me giggle. All right, we'll be right back. What is up, y'all? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Black Girl Roundtable. We're going to get right back to it. But before we do, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you are streaming so you never miss an update. And it helps us out to make more episodes just like this one. Let's get back into it. back with something y'all need to hear and um the truth is we tied of the church i ain't go 50th we getting a little spicy we coming for our fellow church folk the church girls are coming for the church folk Listen. um so we're gonna we're gonna talk about um if you're ever on tiktok um and you hear oh my gosh i'm gonna forget the 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 tiktokers names but you're talking about decolon um decolonizing and um deconstructing um, your Christian, like specifically your Christian faith, um, and I know that we all, like the three of us in particular, and I know a lot of other like millennials and Gen Z have been like deconstructing and decolonizing um, our faith and our faith practices and what we believe in, um, while still identifying as Christian. Um, so we want to kind of just talk about that a little bit today. We keep always alluding that we're going to do it, um, but then never really have the time to really do it excuse me, a deep dive. So this will be like our first deep dive um, for the 50th. And then, you know, if you want to do another deep, deeper dive, you know, we have plenty of time. So let's get started. Okay, so we're going to be talking, we're going to be talking first about um, some of the ways that we have been in, like specifically decolonizing our faith when it comes to our womanhood and what it means to be a woman and... Christian or to be a woman who believes in like Jesus Christ and what like what most of the Bible says I will say what most of the Bible says so first I want to give out a, I, I found that creator that you were mentioning I couldn't remember his name either it's um Donnell Wrights um if you don't follow him on TikTok please do I think he gives a really great breakdown of what it means to deconstruct and decolonize your Christianity and finally learn to read and interpret the word um, for yourself, but in community with others, as opposed to having other people interpret the Bible for you. There is a very big difference that a lot of people need to learn. Um, but as far as kind of like Christianity as women, womanhood, like I always say, I don't think I grew up in, like if somebody asked me if I grew up in a religious household, I would say no. But that doesn't mean that like Christianity and faith wasn't very present in my life. I feel like just as a member of the black community, like I always say no, because in comparison to people I know who are like in the church, like it wasn't that, right. but we went to church semi-regularly. I could very easily tell you that, you know, I grew up, you know, AME. Um, and I felt like a connection to like black 
spaces of Christianity and still do. But it wasn't until I got older, probably until like, I want to say like my later years of college, had I realized that like the the way in which Christianity like constructs a certain level of morality for women had like really stuck with me. Um, And I found myself kind of just like passing judgment on people in, in ways that I didn't realize until years later, like, Oh, that was actually not cool. Or like you Mm -hmm. were being judgmental to somebody who didn't do anything to you. This idea, I think of like, you know, quote unquote, good girls versus like bad girls, hoes, whatever, like that really does come from Christianity. Um, And there's a certain level of superior superiority that you feel as a quote unquote, good girl. Um, And there's also a level of like, I think envy that I think women in faith tend to develop after a certain point of time when it's like, Mm -hmm. you followed all of the rules and you don't get all the things that the quote unquote, hoes get. Um, And so as I started to really like separate myself from what I had been taught and kind of figure out what my relationship with God meant to me, it evolved from like a merit system of like the better woman I am, the more that God is going to give me and the more that I am unlike these women of the world, the more that God is going to bless me with. And it just kind of really turned into like, this is a, these are instructions for how you should treat people and the type of person you want to be and how you should nourish your soul. Um, And how other people in the world interact with you in that is going to be what it is. But like, what type of person do you want to be? And how do you think that's going to work with my overall vision for what the world should be? Um, I hope that made even a lick of sense. No, it did. And Janine, do you want to go? I'll go last if you want to go. Yeah, I'm going to say mine is pretty brief because I feel like I've kind of touched, I've touched on a little bit before, but like I grew up, I went to church every Sunday up until I was 18. Like when I went off to college (laughs) because, you know, get a little bit of freedom, you know how I act. But (laughs) I was literally from the time I was not 8 a.m., me and my dad, 645 service, I was up. Sunrise service. Sunrise service. But like Dana said, I didn't necessarily grow up in a religious household, but a lot of my family members were. So just seeing, and this is no shade to them if you listen, and this is no shade to (laughs) y'all. But just like, I see how you are on Sunday, but then I see how you are Monday through Saturday. And so early on, that opened my eyes to a lot of like the hypocrisy in things. I also went to Catholic school up until high school. So you get two different versions of the same thing. So going to Catholic school and then being raised Baptist, two completely different worlds. But like for me, I don't know if it's just how I am. I just take things at the most basic level. Like when it comes to stuff like this, like I'm not hanging on to that. I was not hanging on to every word. So the main thing, do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. That's basic principles that's it and that is how I led my life and again I am the outlier in my family when it comes to a lot of things but if you're going to come to me and I arm myself with knowledge because you're not going to say something to me and expect me to blindly follow you or blindly agree with you because you're quoting this you want to quote the bible I can quote the bible and I guarantee you I have more context to it than you just like you said 
someone mm-hmm. regurgitated this to you and then you regurgitating it to me. So that's where I came came from it as and like I said, just seeing how I'm like, I can't even say weaponizing it, but just like using the word as like a way to justify I don't like justify bad behavior or kind of like go around things like that's what really made me sit there like "Hmm." like I I can't just take the person who's supposed to be like leading me in this I just can't take what you're saying so let me do my own background knowledge and that's really how I am how I got where I am today where I'm like I I can't just make this my identity like I have a an independent thought outside of this like like you said Dana like this is what I'm supposed to be doing while I'm here these are my instructions on how I should be leaving my life but that mm-hmm. does not mean that I can go and judge somebody else for how they are living or you know say that you're wrong for doing x y and z that is not my business that's not why I'm here so that's I don't know that's how I go about it that's how I came to get you know where I am now and for me, it's a very, very similar to both of you. Um, I grew up in the church. Um, my mother grew up Catholic, then stopped going to church for a while. I like stopped being a Christian and then kind of came back to Christianity when she was in her like 30, was in her 30s. Um, my dad had been a Christian all his life, um, but my parents are also very like Afrocentric. Um, it taught me about like libation um, and ancestors and things like that. Um but I grew up like um, between AME and Methodist um, and with also being exposed to like my grandmother being Catholic and things like that, right? Um, and like my other family being Baptist. So just grew up like really around like the black church and like different forms of Christianity. And I think, and we talked about this before too, um, if you haven't already listened to our, our segment on black women's relationship with like the lgbtqia plus community that's how where we like talked to think a little bit more about it but um i always felt like i was different from the people at my church well not because i'm like well i'm just so different i'm just so cool and artsy and different <laughs> it was it was like i'm reading this and i'm like Everyone's like, mm, mm. I'm like, no, are you really reading this? Like, I'm, not, I'm glad it wasn't just me. That's not what that says. <laughs> I'm like, but did you read the next line? That's not what the Bible is talking about. You always or focus on this one like, little blurb and it's like, but it's more. Read the before and I'm read like, but the after. if you were to read the before and the after, that's not what they're talking about. Or I'm reading it, I'm like, well, that's kind of fucked up, don't you think? Like, like, <laughs> that's kind of crazy. All right, all right. we just we disagree. What's the one they be like? If the hand sin cut off the hand, okay. But I thought we was forgiven for our sin. Right, I so. thought we turned the other cheek. So now we not. What all right. Mean? What you mean? We're not turning the cheek no more. And especially okay. when you get to the New Testament, and they be like, "So Jesus said, forget all that shit. <laughs> None of that matter. No all that shit they was talking. Literally. Don't don't stare at it." Because I said to my mother one time, like, my mother doesn't eat pork for, like, really, like, for health reasons, not for religious reasons, but a lot of people do, like, a lot of Christians don't eat pork for religious reasons, and she says, the New Testament literally says that whatever God puts on this earth, you can eat. And I was like, so that means, like, pork and stuff? She was like, yeah. Correct. And I was like, 
Um, and also, people also say this this phrase. People say it all the time. It's actually not true. And I, I touched my mom about it. My mom's actually very like knowledgeable in the Bible. There's some things me and her don't, don't agree on, but like she actually is very. She's way more knowledgeable than I feel like other people are. So when I like one of my family members, I, I like was like, I know you know I'm not supposed to question God. She said, Whoa, that's not true. That's not true. She was like, it's it's human. She's like, it's human nature to question God and what He does. It's not. It's what you don't do is question who He is. Or like the one where, um, like technically, if you if you following word for word, bar for bar, as Christian women, we should be um, like practicing like full covering, and we should yes. be like, wearing hijab. And right, that is, and that's why nuns not... are fully covered. Yes, the literal reason. And also, we really, we really shouldn't be. Um, Wearing mixed linens, all of uh, nope. oh, I, oh, I must say, don't it. get me started because my dad tried to come for me when I got my first tattoo and tried to spout Bible verses at me. And I mm-hmm. said, Oh, you want to st- let's go down the list of all the things you do? You do, he's pissed. Let's start with drunkenness, let's start right there. The Bible doesn't talk about a lot, right? In terms of just what we talk about in like, in like the 20th century, right? So that's like different like medicines and different like technological advancements and different types of of people um it doesn't really talk about racism it doesn't talk about race it doesn't really talk about a whole bunch of things that we have to deal with now and even again this is the the bible is a collection of different people's stories so there's that. So, um, I just like, with that being said, there were just certain things that like practically certain beliefs just practically I can't, um, abide by and I don't believe in, um, particularly when it comes to how we treat people, how we treat people with certain and different identities, I just couldn't do it. I just can't. I'm not going to even act anymore like I agree with it because it it doesn't... Having to act like I agree or stay silent when people say certain things that like I know like aren't true and are harmful and are hurtful, um, it doesn't really do anything for either of us. Like Some people, it may make the situation uncomfortable, but it doesn't make either of us better leading like leaving that conversation or leaving that service so you know it's it's definitely for me been an eye-opener and I feel like a lot of people even our age are still they're trying so hard to cling on to something familiar or something mm-hmm. um that they can rely on and I feel like for a lot of people Christianity is like the easier thing and I think some sometimes people in terms of Christianity, like a lot of people actually, I think a lot of Christians are Christians out of convenience and not out of conviction. Yep. And that's not really what Christianity was founded on. It was not founded out of convenience at all. It was founded on conviction to make this world a better place. I think that that what you said just brings up two thoughts for me. Number one, I think a nostalgia, especially in the world that we live in as millennials is a very powerful um, aphrodisiac 
And what we don't realize is that a lot of people feel nostalgia for their childhood. And especially if your childhood was steeped in religion and Christianity, you can probably sometimes associate that simplicity of life and that ease and understanding with your time steeped in the church. And this is not me saying that religion can't provide clarity and ease in life because it can. And I'm someone who thinks that in certain aspects of my life, it does. Um, but where does that ease come from? Like you just said, Asha, like what is it based on? Is it based on, you know, readings and, and interpretations and understandings that you understand or what other people have spoon fed to you? Um, the other thing that we can kind of transition into now, and it we, we laugh about it because it is funny, but I, I think some of it is very sad, um, is how when people, people's dreams, aspirations, goals, life plans don't go the way they want to, they immediately pivot back into the church because it's an easy place to be platformed. Um, and so that we, we've teased it for many an episode, but that religious leader or that, you know, field musician um, and now it's really turning into failed musician, failed actor, failed Instagram baddie, failed influencer to religious leader pipeline that so many people and so many people that we know um, are starting to spill into. Um, and it's really just, you know, unfortunately, people who have a love for performance and some people who are vain, it, it, it helps feed into your vanity and to your need to be praised and to be pat on the back and for people to your desire for people to look up to you um and I'm not saying I don't have none of that in me I love performance and arts and things like that but I would never use people's like religious affiliations to satisfy my own need for 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 public acknowledgement yeah and I and I think and we know no shade to nobody who you know if you feel some type of way about this, you know, then you feel some type of way. You know, I'm in shade. Um, it is shade. You stop. Because, I mean, for some of y'all, it really is shade. Like, for the girls. It is. Be, yeah. And, I, and I'm, you know, y'all can run and tell that. But for the girls who be denouncing letters um, <sighs> and be. Talk about it. Failed IG baddie um, profile didn't work. They go straight to Christianity of people who've been caught scamming. And so they go back to. So they go to Christianity um, because they feel like, oh, well, I'm born again, so y'all can't really say nothing. I've been, been peeped that. And I'm going to put scam, air quotes around born again. Girls. And people who scam, I'm putting huge Especially air quotes. Scammers. Huge air quotes around them. <laughs> um, and there are scammers who have been scamming throughout their church, throughout Instagram, and, you know, someone who has a very similar name who don't deserve the name. Let's just put it out there. A certain, you know, I don't know. Let's just just put out there, like, uh, and let's just put allegedly Dana Chanel. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I was Dana like, Chanel me. And her, <laughs> but I'm saying, people. What? That's what I said. But those what? Right. But I'm saying she, she don't deserve the name Dana. She don't. She oh my god. Don't make it all the names look like and you know what? Since we you and Queen Latifah should snatch that name right out of her The one is dirty. And you know what? Since it's the fiftieth episode and we drinking, I'ma say some things. Uh, yeah. By the way, we all have wine. It's crazy. And if and if you're not familiar with who we're talking about, it is the the woman behind the Sprinkle of Jesus app. I don't even know if it's still popular now, but it's popular in the what late two thousand tens, twenty sixteen era. Yeah. I know we like was in college. 
we were in college yeah. 2018 yeah. i would say yeah, yeah. And the girl, ah, I'm not gonna lie, I was every day with my little sprinkle of Jesus quote. But then some days, the quotes, or well, not quotes, but like the little messages would get out of hand. They would say something off the wall, and I'd be like, Jesus said what? It would be like Jesus said, repent and send cash at me $35. <laughs> right. Because if you're not paying your tithes, you will burn for eternity. No, it was some dumb Instagram stuff. I'd be like, what Jesus right. didn't say? Jesus that. Said, it would be some. It would be like drop that nigga. He ain't shit. You'd be like, all right. Okay. <laughs> Jesus ain't say all that, but mm. I ain't hear that. <laughs> yeah, no like, mom would be like something. You... Yeah, it wouldn't be nothing crazy like that, but it would be something in that realm, but more PG. You just be like, oh. <laughs> but it would be like it would be like God says spend the block on your haters. Yes, it would be oh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was always just it was always just out of hand um so just again keep your eyes and ears open and the latest one the latest two that have a lot of y'all in a chokehold and we will talk about them separately is michael todd and jackie hill perry and i want to start with jackie hill perry the way in which and, and we talked about about this a little bit with the whole Jess Hilarious Renaissance thing. Like the way that y'all will excuse homophobia and transphobia and things of that nature um, because you like someone or you feel some sort of connection with someone is disgusting. It's disgusting because if she had sat on a platform and was spousing racist ideals and then wanted to turn around and be given this you know girl boss version of christianity and wife and motherhood y'all would not be having it mm-hmm. as you shouldn't so why do you have it now correct so why is it that we allowed her to to do what she do and says what she said and as much as i love kev on stage i was very irritated with him for giving her space to publicly say that um why is it that, you know, all of a sudden now we just have went blind to it when she continues to to talk right. about that and to talk down on the community that she is or seems to be? Because I'm not gonna no. put nothing on nobody, but you know, she, I ain't put on nothing on <laughs> if you, nobody if that you, they didn't put on themselves. I'm if sorry. you got your eyes and ears open, that she seems to be, I'd bet the little bit of money a part of, and that's that. Bet. I'm sorry. Let me tell you something. I don't need to bet. The evidence is there. She has talked about her testimony, quote unquote, about how she was saved from lesbianism. She, she has talked hates about her it. husband. I think she hates that man so much. You probably like come across her because there's a, again just, and this is another situation where as black women we have to hold people around us accountable. I know yes. there are people that I'm in community with and who I otherwise respect who are probably listening to the show right now and who loves to repost Jackie Hill Perry and everything that she has to say. And I'm going to tell you in this space, and you are welcome to contact me privately, you are wrong. Even just outside of the the whole homophobia aspect, Jackie Hill Perry presents a, a version of Christianity that, again, is steeped and rooted in punishment. Um, and just, I would encourage you to think about why you think God wants or needs you to suffer. Like, why do you think that su- suffering as a like a foundational principle of Christianity 
I think is very misguided. I think that it's a very odd interpretation of the Bible. Um, It's a very common one. So I understand why people have it, but I do think it's strange. I think that to to me, and this is somebody who's not a religious leader and who could probably spend a little bit more time with my Bible. I'm not even going to lie to you, but when I pray and when I think about relationship with God, it's about suffering as a part of life at different levels. Some of us are going to suffer more than others. It's a part of life. What are you going to do with the lessons that you learn from your suffering? And it's not about God teaching you a lesson. It's about you learning to find lessons in what is the human experience. And those are completely different things. And so if you're going through a hard time, it's not like, God is teaching me this. And when I come out on the other side, he's going to be like, yuck, Dana, you did that. And now I'm going to give you this, that, and that. It's okay. You went through it. You got through it. Like you always do. Where are we going from here? What can you take in and perceive to now be a better person and, and get better for yourself? It's like therapy. It's not... And that's, I think that's why y'all really struggle with it in that way, because just like therapy is not fun, like that version of Christianity is not f- fun. It requires, I don't know why I just developed a lisp right there for a second. Um, <laughs> that version of Christianity is not fun. Like that requires a lot of self-reflection and introspection um, that people don't want to do. Um, yeah, so, yeah, and I feel like and to, to piggyback on the whole, like we think that suffering is how we are we're going to be rewarded on the other side of suffering um that it's just so toxic to me that you think that god's going to put you through some stuff to where you're at your wits end um and then bring you out on the other like the other side of it to where like oh you know i'm one of god's strongest soldiers because this happened to me and he you know, put me through all this stuff just so I can prove my faithfulness to him. I struggle with that a lot because I just simply don't believe that to be true. I think that's a very toxic way of looking at Christianity and looking at your relationship with Jesus and God. I think if anything, God reveals to you how to get through struggle. I think God does not shield you from struggle because... He just doesn't. He lets us have free will. And with free will comes, okay, I got through this with God's help. I got through the other side. And I learned this lesson through what I went through. But I don't necessarily think that God puts obstacles in your way for you to dodge minefields and then be like, oh, you did a great job. Now I can reward you. I think that like I said, I think God lets you go through things. He he gives us free will. So we go through things. He doesn't may, may he may or may not stop the things that you go through, but I don't think he has necessarily a hand in being like, Oh, I'm gonna throw this at you. Um, but I think that we have got and I remember listening I listened to some kind of Jackie clip that someone had posted. And to me, she was saying a whole bunch of nothing. I'm like, girl, what the <laughs> she don't be talking about nothing. <laughs> she don't be talking about nothing. Be like, oh wow. Oh, oh, I'm like, what did she just say? Repeat it back. In your own words. That that type of teaching, I feel like she's teaching y'all how to be abused in relationships. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to be the one to rip that Band-Aid off. Because when you think about if, if, you know, not even if, well, to, to frame it this way, 
if you are a Christian, you believe that God is like your heavenly father. He is the greatest and one of the most powerful and meaningful relationships you will have. And you believe that abuse and suffering is how you get a stronger relationship with this, you know, being. What does that teach you about having relationships with other people? Particularly as a woman, what does that teach you about having relationships Uh with men? And again, y'all love to, especially, you know, certain population of Christians, y'all hate pronouns and things like that. Pronouns are important in the English translation of the Bible. He, this, the heavenly father and this, that, and that, and the third. What do those subliminal messages teach men about the dominion they have over women? But I think sometimes, particularly, I'll just say for the black church, because that's what I've been exposed to a lot. I think sometimes... I think some people are okay with having the wool over their eyes because in some in oh, some yeah. way in some form you have a you are a part of a community that is dominant from the others, right? You're dominant from in America from like from like Jewish people and from um and from uh, Muslims and from other religions from, you know, and from African practices and things like that. So I think Sometimes, but again, if you do not know Jesus for yourself and you don't, you've not taken the time to see if what is taught is aligned and you're just kind of like, I know when I challenge people on their homophobia and their transphobia and they try to quote me the Bible, I want to ask, okay, what Bible verse did you get that from? One, most people cannot answer. Two, I say, okay. What was the text before and after that? And what was the, in that sense, that's the English translation. What was the Hebrew translation? What's the original text say? People usually cannot tell me. I'm like, okay, but how do you feel about that? Well, I don't know. That's just what the Bible says. Mm, Interesting. Okay. The fact that you are, I don't think you're pleasing God by blind, stupid faith. Yes, to believe in a higher power, you have to have some kind of blind faith because, right, you can't see them, you can't feel them, you have to just believe in it and just know it to be true. So there's a bit of blind faith you have to have. But uh, but for me, the blind faith comes with having so much knowledge at my arsenal, as much as I possibly can, to then believe in it. If I, for, if, if, I feel like some people, they're like so, like, I don't want to look at another text. I don't want to do, because they don't want to in their own selves be challenged by their faith so much that they do not believe. I cannot believe y'all don't think that God wants y'all to challenge our faith, your faith so that you can have a, a deeper and more meaningful belief. The, the, the devil challenged Jesus' faith for 40 days. That was, that story is in the Bible for a reason. To say your your faith is going to be challenged. Your faith is going to be, it's how you, and, and it should, you should walk in a space of, let me figure this out for myself rather than just blind faith. But y'all don't actually read the Bible. Y'all don't, like you listen to one man speaking on a Sunday and you don't take no context. You don't do no research after Sunday. You just, you believe what you believe, what you believe since you were six, since you, since you could comprehend speech. And now it's like, well, this is what I've always believed. So I'm not going to change it. It's just, it's, it's getting weird. All right, so we're gonna talk. We're not. We're not gonna talk about the Dana's piece, which is the uh, failed musician producer to 
Pastor Pipeline, take it away. And I think there's no better example to really just dive into than one Michael Todd. (sighs) This mofo, Joe. Listen, now, I used to like Transformation Church. I don't want people to feel bad Mm -hmm. for liking Transformation Church. I think that they had something very interesting. I think they had a really great approach to how they presented, like, Christianity for people of the new millennia. I Mm -hmm. totally get it. And there was an element of showmanship there that I think Mm -hmm. appeals to people. I think that's necessary to get people to engage. I'm not knocking that. But the the way in which that, when you hear Michael Todd like talk about him and his like life, um, and I literally like a couple hours ago just learned that he was, you know, in jail and was a scammer. I missed that sermon clearly. Um, But like, I used to hear him talk about how he was a drummer and how, when drumming didn't work out for him and that career didn't work out for him, he turned to the church. Mm-hmm. I know people personally in life when their music career didn't work out, they turned to the church. When they didn't become the singer that they wanted to, when they didn't become the um, celebrities, hairstylist or makeup artist that they wanted to become, when their follower count didn't go up high enough uh, specifically just by speaking about fashion and beauty, they throw in, you know, that little element of the Lord to capitalize off of people's religions. And it's disgusting. Um, And I just, I feel for the people who fall into those traps. It's a, you know, again, if you read your Bible, you talk about, you know, false prophets and wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm -hmm. There it is. Because if you look at the way in which transformation has now become such a spectacle of itself, Mm -hmm. sitting on people, that crazy Beyonce Easter Sunday Sunday service. I was like, what? If you have not seen the pastor at, I I think that's transformation based on the, the backdrop, it looks like it. But the pastor who pulled out the vibrator, he pulled out a rose on the stage um I could go on and on and on the marching band um you know marching it's band. Just, what the heck? yes um the um you know the crazy faith series where they was playing I got the keys from from Jay-Z and future it, it's it's too much it's too much it's too much and I am not saying that you cannot invest in things if anybody grew up in like the Delaware, Philadelphia area. What's that one place that be doing like the the crazy productions of the Bible stories? Um, oh, um, they be having animals and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like I will it's never just... forget that production of Noah's Ark. I said, it's pigs and cows. What is that? They be having actual cattle in the they church. Say, Y'all going to get the full experience here. They be like, we going, Veggie Tales ain't got shit on us. We going to tell this story. Which which is another crazy form of propaganda. Why did the vegetables need to teach us about I God? grew up watching Veggie Tales and I'm just something. like Veggie Tales slap though. Can't even I, the, 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 the songs. The songs I, I, I mess with them. 
Where is I'm Larry's like, hairbrush? Is Goes hard. <laughs> like, why was it vegetables? But it's essentially like it's a place that like think about the Prince of Egypt that movie, great film by the way. Yes. Um, but think about like that live, like they do those type of productions. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that I I a hundred percent think that there is a space for that, and I think that it's great and I think it's a wonderful way to get people to some people are visual learners and sometimes it's necessary but it should never overshadow the message right and that is the problem with Mike Todd and transformation and what that church has become to me and I think that is also um I think that comes from that vanity that people who lost a career in performance um, have they're looking for that dopamine hit that they get from being a performer and unfortunately I don't yes. think that just being a pastor gives them enough of it so they're always looking for something to add to it to give them the notoriety that they thought they would have received as you know a Grammy award-winning whatever or an Oscar award-winning whatever yeah. so I, also, I also think the same for like uh, some I'll say for for many of the our modern um uh, gospel singers actually mm-hmm. I think I was just about to say that I agree the hustle and bustle and just the honestly the the toxic and uh, hostile environment that is the music industry I think sometimes keeps people in gospel which I don't think is anything wrong with staying in gospel and like kind of just knowing where you're safest but I do think that sometimes people use the fanfare that they would have gotten with secular music they try to use it with um you know, they're like with Christian music, which, you know, do what you do, make Christianity and Christian music as, you know, as I guess mainstream as you need it to, as you need it to be. Um, but in that same vein, but y'all are still, still doing the same dirt that secular music folks do in terms Ooh, of sexual yeah. assault and cheating well, well, well. and all that. And then you speak, but then you speak on Sunday talking about some, we rebuke this, we rebuke that, we rebuke that yeah so just you know just that part kind of just always just has thrown me off and even like t- earlier today i think and i some of the you know i'm not that girl like y'all need to really catch a break we have like bigger fish to fry like the and that's i think that's also my problem it's like we genuinely have, have bigger fish to fry like the yeah, housing market is crazy groceries are out of this world you know, people like it, it, there's just so much going on in our societies right now that people have to go through outside of Sunday morning. Right. That I think the church is the reason why the church are, church are they're losing people is because people have to worry about like the outside world outside of their religion, and I think sometimes the church makes everything so dogmatic and so like what we need to be worried about is like the the length of our skirts and if we're gay or not and if we're da 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 right so it's like no people are going through actual stuff in their lives and the fact that you still want them to tithe but you're not offering any assistance you're Mm -hmm. not in the community actually speaking on these things for the most part like if if a woman comes in here with a bonnet on pregnant y'all look at her crazy she does not return like and that's really it like what are you doing for the community what are you doing for all of the because Jesus was feeding everybody and so like the fact that we see you guys have these huge massive buildings and people are unhoused 
um, you know, people are going hungry and I can't tell you the last time I saw like a, a church organized anything. The last great thing I saw come out of like a church, like for as far as like supporting the community. And I'm not saying that churches don't do anything because I know they do, but I'm talking about on the scale at which Christianity is present in the country as the dominant religion, especially in the United States. When that church paid off all that medical debt for them people, I don't know if y'all, that is what, that is the kind of work that the church should be doing. Imagine how many more people would attend and pay their tithes if they could see where the money that they're giving back to God is going to. We keep talking about this is God's money. You're giving it back to God, but I'm not seeing God's work being done with these finances. Cause I'm sorry. And I don't think a pastor should go poor or live in a poor house. But if you're telling me that this is going to God's money, and I see you and your wife from Prada and I see the, the church getting bigger, but the church empty throughout the rest of the week. And again, churches are tax exempt. Religious institutions are tax exempt. I, and I have a friend who goes to a very, who went to a very large church here in, in the DMV. And she was in their musical uh, area. And she told me that they make them give them their tax returns to make sure that they're tithing correctly. Let me tell you how I would tell you to kiss the weirdest piece of my behind. And when I tell you I do not trust mega churches at all, you cannot tell me that any of these people are are not like corrupt. Like, I don't care. I don't care who you are. You're not going to tell me that you have a multi-million dollar business. It's a business. And you are not doing some skimming some something. Joel Osteen has a jet. <clears throat> like. To do what? I, I know everybody loves T.D. Jakes. Side eye. Side eye. Oh, it came from his books in his... No. I don't... Yes, it probably did. But not all of it. Just be better is all I just have to say. Be better. And and don't let people manipulate you just because you're going through a hard time. You know, it's... I think it's so easy to fall into the... To that space. And so if we can end on the note of compassion, just, you know, it doesn't have to be so finite like it doesn't have to be so my way or the highway like there is gray area in life and despite what people will try to tell you online and on the internet there is gray area in religion and that is okay as a matter of fact I would even dare to say it's designed to be that way you're supposed to 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 wonder yeah he said, I am fearfully and wonderfully laid. Fearfully was not like, ah, it means like, whoa. What you mean? This is crazy. Like, okay. wow. Because anytime I start thinking too long about what's coming after, I'll be like, all right. Like, all right, gotta stop that. <laughs> That's enough mm-hmm. of that. That's the fearful. Uh, but all right, what a wonderful segment. Glad it, you know, it only took us 50 episodes, but we finally got to the topic. Um, right. And I'm sure it won't be the last time. Um, so we'll take one more quick break and be back with our last segment for this episode 50. Beer, beer, beer.
What is up, you guys? Thank you so much for listening to Black Girl Roundtable. We're going to get right back into the episode. But before we do, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and following us on social media at The Bougie Black Girls on TikTok and on Instagram. You can also check out bougieblackgirls.com for articles, updates, and some info on some other soon-to-come produced projects by The Bougie Black Girls. Let's get back into the episode. Whenever you are ready. Ooh, you hear my elbows pop? <laughs> it's that almost 30 setting in. Mm-hmm. I reviewed that. It's that season where it's bones are cracking the, for no the reason. Bones start. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, all right. We are back with our last segment. Ask a Black Girl Roundtable. As always, if you want to ask us a question, you can DM us, leave it in the comments, or you can email us at sbgr at thebougieblackgirls.com. That sounds right. Yes. <laughs> I was like, that's the email? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. You're the one with the map, Dora. Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, even again, said it 50 times, and I'm always like, that's it, right? <laughs> Anywho. As we close our 50th episode, my question to you, lovely ladies, is looking back on our 50 episodes, our how we know how long we've been doing this in length of literal time, like a year or more? Um, a little over, maybe like a little over a year, a year and a half. Okay, we're going to say a year and a half. Let's go with that. Yeah, Are you like right about half together doing this? What is the most significant lesson you have learned or the most unexpected experience you've had during our journey as a, a trio? Ugh. Um, so I think it was last year in December, which feels like it was three days ago, but it was not. We're almost there again. Seeing people post us as like one of their top listen to podcasts right. and their Spotify wrap up was like a surreal experience for me and people were tagging us on Instagram and I was like what (laughs) like I really think that y'all think that we are playing when we say it but like it truly like something in my brain cannot comprehend that people listen to this show like and I like I upload it I look at the numbers and be like okay cool like this did okay or like oh this did well blah 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 but then somebody will like do something or say something and I'll be like a real living breathing human being like has <laughs> has interacted with something that we have produced um and so it's just like so I, I don't know it's just a really amazing and I don't think I told both of you this at least not explicitly but like speaking of like instead of falling into a religious leader pipeline, um, in 2020, I was feeling very like creatively starved. Um, and so just wanted an opportunity to, to do something and to create something and to just have value in people's lives. And so to be able to do that and to do that in a safe space with like two people I consider, you know, my close, some of my closest friends, like it's just been, um, I don't know like that plus the fact that like people resonate with it is just like a very meaningful like part of my life that I am just so grateful for 
Yeah, I would say to this day, I, you know, it feels as though we are like kind of like speaking into the abyss, right? <laughs> it <laughs> always feels that way. <laughs> um. So when Dana's like, "Hey, <laughs> this is how many people listen to us," I'm like, "Girl, what? Like, what? what are you talking about?" Because <laughs> to me, it really does feel like I'm just like we do what we do the we do this all the time. We just this was us like literally in college, just in somebody's dorm room laughing about stuff like this yeah um so to be able to do this um with you guys and I think also what I've learned or I've gained is like like discipline in terms of schedule like we like we are going to be doing this at Mm. some point this week get yourself ready to sit down for you know three to four however many hours to create this and I think we are doing we, we grow in terms of content in terms of what we talk about what we uh discuss um how we how it's formatted um so i think that's what one thing i've learned is to really also just to put yourself out there i think there's so there's so many podcasts in the world right even just you know what you all might be listening to and you know that sometimes can be discouraging you know because you see a new podcast come out and they already got the sponsors and the whatever you know mm-hmm. but our time is here and it's coming. Like our time is coming for all of that. Um, but I feel like we've learned so much that when we get to that point, it won't be just like a fluke, right. you know, it'll, it'll be, be earned. it'll be earned. It'll be the real deal. It's nothing that we just kind of just did because the money was there or cause it was right. fun. Um, it'd be because, you know, we like to do it. So there are a lot of podcasts out there, but I think not comparing yourself, not getting distracted um, is really, really important. Uh, It's something that I've learned to do or to, you know, receive is to not get distracted and not get discouraged and and compare yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like we have 2000, what is it here? Like 2,468 followers on Spotify. That literally just like went in one ear and out the other like it's like you're saying you know. you're saying these things and i'm like okay but then like you talk about us like that that's just not like a random no. person or like some random numbers like that's us oh and like and there's no way that even combined like we don't know two thousand people <laughs> to be like everybody subscribe right to listen no, to me talk <laughs> i don't so like to it's just like it's strange um and sometimes like there are definitely episodes like our last one case in point so if you haven't listened to that go listen to it um that like don't do as well as I would like them to do Mm -hmm. um but like kind of just checking in and like you said Asha just remembering that like it's we don't have all these corporate sponsors we don't have you know all these things like literally it's been a year and a half of like us figuring shit out and (laughs) doing our best and when we we do it's still gonna be great and you know it'll get to that point i think um but for right now we we're we're where we are but i think we're like still chugging along i think a lot of people would have after like a while just stop doing it just Um, giving right yeah yeah and i was gonna say that i think that's mine is more so like the commitment of it and not like like i am definitely one of those people that's like Ooh, this sound good and then you know after a couple months like for whatever reason things have fallen off mm-hmm. whether it's like in this case you know schedules 
oh, well, we can't do this day, can't do this day, can't do this day. And then everybody eventually forgets about it. So I'm like, not even just me, I commend all of us. Because <laughs> clap, clap, clap. Mm. Look at us. We, we really make it, it. it work. <laughs> we are. Like, um, throughout it all, well, and you guys have said it pretty much just like, you know, it's not as much as we would love to be an overnight success, like, it is, it's been a journey, and it's gonna continue to be a journey, but once we make it, because we is gonna make it. Yeah. It's gonna be. And the fact that, like, we have a catalog now, Mm -hmm. like, there is, like, if you go listen to episode, don't, child, because I'm sure the quality has I was about to say, I would love to go listen to episode one. Yeah, I might have to. I might, like, cringe and be under the blankets for the entire thing. I'm not even gonna hold you. There was one, I can't remember which one, but, like, every now and then, I'll just be like, oh, let me go back and, like, see what this was. And it was one where the audio quality was so bad that I had had to pull it. I was like, this is, like, listening to nails on the chalkboard um, <laughs> my favorite and, is just like going back through like not even listening like going through and looking at the titles of each episode and i'm like what mm-hmm. are we even talking about for this to come up i don't not even want to hold y'all i just be calling it because i be editing at like 3 a.m and i'll be like what did somebody say i'll scroll to like the middle of the show and somebody will say something funny, and I'll be like, "Great, that's it was the episode." The one, it title. was one of it was like, "I'm a businessman" or something like that. And I was like, "What was we talking about?" And then I sat there and was like, "Oh, so it's just like you random know, or like random time. funny moments is always hilarious." It I be in here dying, like record, like editing the podcast. Like sometimes I have to pause and laugh, and then go back in because I'm just like, "What." were we fucking talking about? Yeah, I get my best comedic gold on this show. I just want y'all our listeners to know good. that. I, I'm like fake funny in real life. I'll be giving y'all my, my effort. Y'all I will say this. Raheem one time listened to like, we were in the car. He's like, I'm listening to Black Girl Round Table. I was like, please don't. <laughs> I should be in the car. I don't want to hear my voice. I will actually pass out and die right now. <laughs> And then it was one of those days where, like, I, and I had said it on the podcast, I'm like, hey, y'all, like, my sinuses are always acting up, but my sinuses were just, like, so bad that day. They're, I mean, they're pretty bad right now, but they were so bad that day, and I think it was, like, sometime in October. And so I'm, like, listen to me, and I'm, like, oh, I sound like a snot-nosed kid. Like, I can just hear the nasalness of it all, and I remember, like, Lord Jesus, just make it stop. But the content in itself and what we were saying was actually really good. And he was chuckling to himself a little bit. And then I had said something about him and he looked at me like, yeah. Which again, I have to stop talking about him on the show. But like... Raheem, you need to be paying us for sponsorship now. Uh, No, for real. (laughs) Like, we talk you up big on this show. And you know what, Dwayne? You too, Loki. Look, the boyfriend's the brand. That's... That's they right, they're gonna have their own podcast one of these days. Oh, don't tell him that. Dwayne already maybe, asked to be a guest on the podcast. I said, Oh, yeah, maybe one we'll, of these we'll days in the, we'll see. in the very, 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 very far future, <laughs> we will have them on as guests. And I'm that's a big thing. If you're to this, that's a big maybe. It's a huge maybe. So, Black just, Girl Roundtable featuring the bougie black boys. Yes. What I learned in boating school, aka Black Girl Roundtable, is. My last thought is that I am not alone in my crazy ass thoughts most of the time because you two 
yes. will reciprocate them times 10. And that makes me feel good because I be thinking I'm crazy sometimes. A place where intrusive <laughs> thoughts come to blossom. Yes. It's, it's either like, I know it wasn't crazy or like, at least I'm not the only one that's batshit. It's like, right. it's just the two of that. Or like, you're doing a lot, but here's why. It's justified. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the last thing that I'll just kind of add with everything is just, um, you know, I think we've done a really good job. Like, I, I think it's, it's been a lesson in consistency. Um, mm-hmm. It has really put, you know, my freaking editing skills to the test. That's for sure. Um, again, being, you know, homegrown, it's a lot of shit that I just had to figure out. Shout out to YouTube University. <laughs> because... <laughs> god damn um especially i think after like our first like 10 episodes or something they discontinued the software that i was using to edit the podcast i was like fuck um and like figuring out how to even like publish everything and get it up and get it up on all the platforms and figuring out how to maintain our website which has been like a recent a very recent development as many of you know um and still trying to find a good cadence with our socials so it's you know it's just a lot to manage but it's 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 work that I truly do enjoy um and again I'm just glad to 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 be able to do this with you guys and I'm really excited I think um especially with me relocating next year we're just gonna have so much opportunity to do so much more um Very and I'm looking forward to it yeah mm-hmm. cheers to, to 50 more I always said you know if we can make it to 100 episodes you know, not that I want to end at a hundred episodes, but if we can get there, like I will feel really great about about what we've done. Mm-hmm. Same. I feel like that would really like cement us when we do get to one hundred. But I feel like even this fifty has really shown us how far we couldn't go. Mm-hmm. Yes. So and I'm very gets... excited to see what the next fifty looks like. Yeah, it just gets a little bit better every time, every week. Um. Any favorite like topics or conversations that we've had? I'll say mine was when we talked about she who shall not be named and her macaroni and cheese. Uh, and I feel like that was a story that needed to be shared yeah. with the world. And I'm glad that I got that off my chest. For me, it was the speed episode. Yes. <laughs> the speed dating episode. Funny. Yes. That was fun. I will always speed. That's good. <laughs> I'm going to say that for the rest of my life. Just like that speed speed, speed. and the you fact that we we were not going fast at, at all, all. At not, all. Even, not even no stretch of the imagination did we that, even try i think we, we did and that's what's the sad part we really did try to go fast and were unsuccessful oh that's funny oh mm. that's too good um that's hilarious there have been so many episodes where i've been literally like in actual tears. tears, I have to look at oh, the list. You know what I just thought about? We've been sexy walking for three two, days. Yo, that's <laughs> yo. Uh, ooh, <laughs> listen, that was a good one. It's almost that time of year again. Homecoming around the corner. <laughs> yep. Listen, I think my knees have given up on sexy walking. <laughs> <laughs> I tried sexy walks a few weeks ago. I said, oh, baby, get up. Listen. Save that for the insurance. Mm, I tell you what I never had was the dummy ankles for the bird flu. Absolutely not. It was never going to happen for me. It was never going to be you. So for you to be that delusional. All right. Well, 
I think that's a great place to wrap up this week's episode. Um, As always, thank you guys so much for listening and an extra special thank you for everybody who's been rocking with us to episode 50 um, from the beginning, from the middle, or even if you're new, we just appreciate every single one of you for taking the time out of your day to um, chit chat with us and be a part of the round table. Um, If you like this podcast, be sure to give us a rating. Again, it really does help us out. Um, and make sure you are subscribed so you never miss an update. Be sure to follow us on our socials um, and uh, check out bougieblackgirls.com for updates, articles, and more things to soon come from Bougie Black Girls. Remember when I couldn't get through this and I would like stumble yeah. over it? <laughs> yes, and now it just rolls off the tongue. And now it just flows like water. Um, yeah, and that's it. We will catch you guys next time. Bye. See ya.